No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. This episode of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast is brought to you by the Sunder Junkie Sunder 2 Mission Play Server in Mech Warrior 4 Mercs. Hey, Mech Jock. Are you training for MWO? Are you looking for something more than that same old team battle all the time? If so, then check out the Sunder 2 Mission Play Server on MechMatch. But hang on tight, big boy, because you'll be going up against the most experienced pilots around. Give it a try. You won't regret it. Brought to you by the Sunder Junkies and the MechTech MechWarrior 4 Mercs 3.1 free release. Tell them Nano sent ya. You're listening to the Outreach Broadcasting Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 22. My name is Phil, and I'll be your host. It is March 28th, 2012, and my shout-out goes to Vlad over at the MWLL dev team. All I gotta say... Stormcrow, Stormcrow, yes. Now, I have seen a picture, and I agree. Fuck yeah. Looks good, man. You did great work. And Darren, who do you got tonight? Uh, My shout-out, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout-out tonight is uh, to my family, as usual. Uh, My buddies in Aces, in World of Tanks, and, uh, of course, MWO. Um, And also a special shout-out to our friend uh, Tired, uh, he pointed out that there is, for all of you uh, Wing Commander fans out there, there's a new mod for Wing Commander. And to check it out, uh, go to www.wcsaga.com, W-C-S-A-G-A.com. Uh, very cool Wing Commander mod. All right. And obviously we don't have Brandon here because he's having issues. Uh, currently he's banned from our TS3 server, so he's not, we don't know. It's crazy. But... His shout-out goes to Chucky. Thanks for everything, man, and the live audience. So, very nice of you. So sweet, Brandon. But he's not here. You know, so. we should all we should all give a shout-out to the live audience. Uh, you guys are fucking awesome. Just so many of you showing up every week. And, uh, yeah, that was cool of Brandon to point that out. Thank you, guys. Right. So, Greg, who do, you, who do you have this week? Or do you have anybody? Because I know you hated the yeah. world there for a day or two. I've I've got somebody, our our very own engineer, AlexG567, who has officially broken the record for the fastest turnaround of the other podcast that I do, Declarations Vor, by getting the podcast done and edited in less than two days. See, aren't you glad we've been putting him through training and, you know, all that fun stuff? We're honing his skills. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. (laughs) we, We might as well plug your other podcast. What's the address if somebody wants to listen to that? www.normerks.com N-O-I-R-M-E-R-C-S.com and there's a player on the left and you can download all the episodes there. 
cool. I've heard good things about it. Check it out. It's so, an Jane, e-podcast for those who aren't aware. Yeah, and actually that's that's sort of where I started in podcasting, uh, Greg, a long time ago when I was playing Eve actually asked me. And that's, that's actually, so I would say my, our roots here are, are from you. So Can I plug my latest episode that'll be going up? Yes, he, yes, he can do it. Yes, no? What? I'm so Hey, he doesn't get paid. He gets to plug his shit. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about the guests we have. Um, a CSM6 incumbent that just got reelected to CSM7, who is a member and like one of the top FCs of probably the most storied rivalry in my Eve Corpse history, Pandemic Legion. The one and only Taylor Swift-loving Elise Randolph is our special guest as we go over the CSM uh. elections. Titan nerfing and all sorts of other good stuff. TL, really? For so any of you who didn't know... Tomorrow or the next day. Should be episode you, 24. If you don't know what he's talking about, it's an EVE Online podcast. Uh, fun game, fun podcast. Check it out. Right, so we guys. also want to say uh, hello to all of our new listeners this week. Um, we're very happy to have you. And thank you for checking us out. Please tell your friends. Spread the word. And now for the news. No Guts, No Galaxy News. Anything and everything MGNG. This week's news is brought to you by the First Robinson Rangers. They're looking for mech warrior pilots from North America as well as the international community. Um, North American pilots are limited, so get your spot now. The Rangers are looking for mature and active players, Phil, that rules you out, who enjoy working together with others on a team-based environment and uh, also those who enjoy role-playing. You can check them out at their website, firstrangers.com. It's actually the number one, st-rangers.com. And uh, I'll have that listed in our uh, episode synopsis on our website as well. But there was a disclaimer in there. It said, or otherwise, just really, really sexy. So I'm I'm right there. All right, well, maybe he'll take you. Yeah, you know, so... This week's top five listeners to our podcast. Uh, new entry to the list, knocking Russia out of fifth place, is Poland. Welcome, Poland. Uh, four through one is the same as last week, so I'll just cover it real quick. Number four, Singapore. Number three, Australia. Number two, Canada. And number one, Germany. Canada, you got to fight harder. See, this is the problem. Uh, that's why... Canada is at number two because I mean their spokesperson can't even get onto our freaking server. Shame, a shame. You should horrible, Brandon. Horrible. Is it like beaver hunting season in Canada or something? Maybe they're all busy up there. No man, it's just you know teams. It's, it's always beaver me. hunting season. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, welcome back. Anyway, hey, we did your uh, shout outs. Hope you don't mind. Oh, that's a problem. Also, faction patches are available at Outrider Hobbies. Um, they have House Davion, House Curita, Clan Wolf, Clan Jade Falcon, and Comstar. So if you're looking for a patch, uh, you can check them at, at, out at foamcorps.com. F-O-A-M-C-O-R-P-S.com. There's a link on the left, Battletech. I guess they're going to be adding more as a... I don't know. They're going to be adding more, but they have five to start. Uh, pretty cool looking. If you're into the uh, the houses of the clans, you can check them out. Regarding feedback, thank you to Narcoman, Timberjohn, and uh, our other listeners that uh, got in touch with us regarding feedback. We appreciate it. And, you, and yes, you finally gave me some negative feedback. I just want everybody to know that we are taking all of the feedback that we got into consideration. 
Um, it may or may not affect the show, but uh, definitely there will be no doing and other special effects in the I, show from now on. Just to let you guys know, we here at No Guts No Galaxy had no idea that he was going to do that. It was all on him, so all blame goes to that guy. No, actually, we do appreciate all the feedback. Um, it, it's sort of funny. Darren was like, you know, we we need stuff. We need to know what what is working, what isn't working. And that's the stuff we need to know. We need to know if you like it, if you don't like it, or if it just doesn't fit, if, you know, something like that. And it was funny, as soon as Darren posted, I was like, I think I was at work, and I got a text that said, ah, shit, I think I'm getting enough feedback now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. The the actual blame, I'll tell you the truth, the actual blame goes to our special guest today, Um my buddy Yusi from World of Tanks, he got me into drinking uh, Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey. And so I, wow. I had a little bit of that and uh, started editing the last podcast. So that was the result. Um, I won't be drinking before editing anymore. That's that's good to know. And you shouldn't drive either, supposedly. So. <laughs> I don't. You also shouldn't give uh, presentations at large public events. No, don't worry. It's definitely I, acceptable. What are you talking about? <laughs> I never drive and edit podcasts at the same time. Don't worry. Uh, also, a reminder for everybody that you can still reserve your unit space on our Outreach TeamSpeak server. So if you have a unit for MWLL, MW4, the upcoming MWO, and you want your space on here, I mean, hell, this is free TeamSpeak, people. You don't have to pay for it. So uh, log on here. Talk to Phil. Talk to Alex. They'll set you up and uh, to, get your talk space. Talk to Phil. Trust me. Alex will just totally butcher you. Don't talk to me. Talk to them. Talk to Phil. Whatever. <laughs> um, if you heard at the beginning of this new segment, there was it was sponsored by the First Rangers. If you want to be sponsoring the news or any other part of the podcast, you can go to our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net, and donate any amount, literally any amount. Donate it. Email me. Tell me what you want to say, and you are sponsoring part of the podcast. So if you uh, want to recruit, if you want to just say we're badass and we're going to kick your ass, whatever you want to do, uh, donate and let us know. Also on the topic of donations, I know some people get tired of hearing it, but this is listener-supported radio. We're not getting paid by anybody, but we're putting a lot of hours of work into it every week. So I just bring it up one time. And, uh, you know, we really do need your support. Um, we, we've got day jobs. We've got lives. And it's hard to do this every week. And so if you want us to keep going and keep growing, then uh, support us if you can. You know, it goes into everything from uh, this TS3 that we're talking on, our website hosting equipment, software, prizes, T-shirts, which are officially being made now. No more they're going to be made. They are being made. So we will have T-shirts available on our uh, website soon. And we're also going to give some away to our live audience. So uh, look for that in the coming weeks. And that is it for the news today. Phil? So tonight we've actually got a uh, unique guest uh, sort of uh, filling in the spot. He goes by Matt, but online he goes by uh, Usi. Is that, is that UC. how you say it? UC. UC. Um, UC is from Brandenburg Hobbies. Now, you actually let's get an introduction here matt um well just i want a, a little quick background uh uc and i run the aces uh version uh, in world of tanks so he and i have been playing a long time tin can heroes before aces and uh so he and i go way back but yeah he 
uh, owns and operates Brandenburg Hobbies, um, which is basically, I mean, he can go into more detail here, but uh, he paints tabletop figures for different, uh, you know, tabletop games. So first off, Matt, welcome. Uh, I know you've listened to the show. Uh, you've been actually a guest. Um, so first off, where are you from? Um, you know, you want to give us some background and your name and all that fun stuff? Yes, thank you very much for having me, first of all. Um, my name is Matt. I am from Boston, Massachusetts. I run Brandenburg Hobbies, which was uh, up to about two months ago known as Brandenburg Miniatures, but I've recently expanded up to uh, retailing other stuff. But uh, yeah, I paint miniatures for a living, uh, tabletop miniatures ranging from, you know, 54 millimeter scale to 15 millimeter scale, so... Uh, anything that I can paint, anything that I can get my hands on, miniatures, models, I'll do it if you need it done. Garage so, doors? Garage you doors, do, too. You do, this, yeah. you do this for a living? That is I do. fucking awesome. Um, actually, actually, I'm a student also, but this is just kind of, I don't want to say part-time since it's full-time, but uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a hobby that got out of control, I guess, for... for for no other way of explaining it. So did you just say, well, I'm doing it so much, I might as well get paid for this, you know? I did. You know what? Uh, the way it started is uh, years and years ago in high school, I uh, I started painting for a friend, and he offered to pay me for it. So starting with that, you know, I, I just started getting paid for it, and, and here I am. Wow. That sounds like prostitution i mean um yeah it kind of kind of is i mean it, it makes me feel a lot of or a little less sleazy but yeah it's it sort of is you know you get paid for your services now <laughs> what would you back and think of miniatures yeah nice huh <laughs> um what is what is the the most work you do like i know we were talking earlier about the the different tabletops and and um what's popular and so forth before we get into any battle tech related stuff what is the what's your biggest market Right. Uh, first of all, let me uh, apologize to the listeners for uh, Bomb putting in all those noises into the previous podcast. I had no idea me turning on to JD <laughs> would do that. So I apologize for that. That's that's all. The my sick fault. Is, yeah, this, man, this shit is sick. I'm, I'm nursing some right now. Uh, as, I, as am I. But <laughs> the, uh, the biggest would, or the most popular at least, would be the Warhammer universe, whether it's Warhammer Fantasy or Warhammer 40,000. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. Um, other than that, Flames of War. It's a historical World War II 15 millimeter game. Uh, you know, followed by, uh, I guess I'd say, War Machine and Hordes, which is by Privateer Press, another uh, tabletop game. Now, but, uh, yeah, those are big ones. When somebody puts in an order, are they like, you know, here's three miniatures, or are we talking tens, hundreds? What 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 is what's you a typical know, order? When I started, um, it was uh, regiment size, which would usually be anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30, or unit size, I guess you would call it. Um, right now, we're to the point where we have a solid base of return customers where they put in whole armies, so uh, you know, anywhere between 50 to 500 figures, maybe. Wow. Holy shit. Which and, would uh, take anywhere from two weeks to three months. Up? Oh, uh, up to... You know, up to $4,000 maybe for a well-painted army. Oosh. Well, I now, mean, you're talking about how many hours of work, though. I mean, you're... Yeah, we're... I mean, I have, is, I have... He has little kids doing all the painting so. for him. <laughs> I've seen some uh, professionally painted miniatures, not necessarily by you and your team, but I could easily believe $4,000 for a, for a whole army, given the dedication and the detail that goes into these sorts of projects. 
Now, yeah, it's be- it's time consuming. Yeah, I, I did have a question for you, and, and it ties right into what Greg just said. Is I've actually read a few threads on the MW forums, MWL around the Battletech community, and someone was like, you know, I guess we'll, we'll dive sort of into the Battletech. Someone was like, well, why why does no one paint the Battletech miniatures as well as the Warhammer forty thousand? And I've seen some really good. Battletech miniatures, actually, and so I could actually, you know, I'd turn around and say, well, there are. Um, but why is that? I mean, do you not see as many people playing Battletech? Is there just not a I, need or feel? I mean, what, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's not, a, I'm sure it's not as many people. I mean, as I said, uh, Games Workshop pretty much owns the market for, for Warhammer and Warhammer uh, 40,000. Um, a lot of the Battletech miniatures already come pre-painted, and uh, most gamers, or a lot of gamers for the most part, as long as it's painted and, and game-worthy, then they're fine with it. The few uh, Battletech miniatures available that aren't, that don't come painted, that are actual models and need assembly and painting, just aren't as popular or aren't as well-known. Oh, um, and I'm, I'm assuming, Matt, you're talking about the new Dark Age 2 ones are all pre-painted. The old ones, the pewter ones, and actually the, the classic Battletech ones that are coming out are pewter and... Um... Uh, Aren't they mostly plastic now? Like, well, I know the old well, ones were pewter. The old, the old ones, ones are the pewter, ones. and if you want to find the painted ones, I highly recommend checking out eBay, actually. Um, I've only bought maybe two or three pre-painted miniatures of any kind, because I usually like to do it myself. But in one particular, there was a raven that was just amazing. Uh, urban camo kind of thing. Fantastic. No way I could have ever come remotely close uh so i got that and i believe a bombardier which had a neat uh jungly type thing going on with a custom base to it and i think i paid maybe five to fifteen dollars for the pair of them it was amazing price so, matt do you sell on ebay at all or just to directly to customers uh we do sell on ebay also uh mostly pre-painted i do sell magic cards on ebay also if anybody's interested but um no mostly to customers though i mean you know the the amount of work we get from repeat customers is is more than enough and it holds us over but hmm. uh, to, to go back to to whoever made the point that yeah the, a lot of the uh unpainted pewter models are now just being re-released by a company called ironwind metals if anybody is interested in them look them up i think it's ironwindmetals.com um, if not, just feel free to Google it. They're just recasting the old models, which I believe were produced by Grenadier Miniatures about 20 years ago, which yeah. uh, were now bought over by our Ironwind Metals, and, and they're being recast. I do know that there are a few members. I think uh, Wolf, actually, he's a he's one of the guys who's on here, Robert. Um, he actually customizes like uh, the Omnimax and switches out the arms and uses magnets. Really, I mean, really, really talented, uh, you know, ideas behind it too, so you can switch it out. Um, but there's a lot of cool things. And uh, one, with having Randall, we're, we're going to talk about the, the tabletop and, and trying to get more people to play because it's a really fun game. Uh, I mean, granted, I haven't played it since I was a teenager, Um some of you may have played as a teenager and been sitting around drinking beer, but um, I would like to actually be able to do that, but there's not as many people. Um, One of these days, we are going to have an NGNG tabletop game. Somehow get us yes. all together, and that's going to be a live podcast of us playing the tabletop. Well, I, yes. I live in Raleigh, or near Raleigh, technically, my, in Raleigh, North Carolina, so you know, I know there's other people that are near me as well. So, uh, 
you know, hit me up uh, if you're, yeah, too weird. I'm, I'm also thinking uh, for possible prizes for our listeners, buying some uh, pewter miniatures off of eBay and then uh, paying UC here to to paint them for us. That maybe be, we can. That that'll be one of the giveaways too. Um, exactly. We'll, we'll look at that. But hey, guys, we got. With an Aces paint scheme and logo. <laughs> which, which, by the way, we are uh, going to be contacting someone of the community who does a lot of the repaints. <laughs> Hayden uh, will be contacting you shortly to uh, actually logo make it logo. Official. Yeah, but Matt, um, thank you again for being here. Obviously, tune in throughout the rest of the podcast, and um, you know we'll get any of your info. Uh, so when we post it up and everyone can look. Yeah, if you want to, uh, his website's not complete. It's a work in progress. But if you want to check it out, you can uh, go to brandenburghobbies.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N-B-U-R-G hobbies.com. Or you can uh, email him support at brandenburghobbies.com. All right, guys. So it's been a full month already. So damn quick. Let me tell you, working 10 hour days, 12 hour days for six days out of seven it, anyways time flies for me anyways don't know about you guys uh book of the month we've got mercenary star uh we left off last week with decision at, or not last week last month with decision at thunder rift this book basically ties into what happens after decision at thunder rift obviously the crew gets back together they go to how do you pronounce it galatea uh, galatea um you know something like that galatea Something. <laughs> Fellatio, what? I don't... Yes, that's a great planet. Yes. Um, and anyways, uh, what it... I guess a simple question would be like, did you guys enjoy the book? Well, obviously, you better have enjoyed it, damn it. Um, but what were your favorite moments? And I would say, do you have any particular point in the story that really made it for you? Or, you know, you didn't like or you liked and so forth? I mean, does anyone want to kick that off? Um, I thought it was a uh, okay. I already said decision at Thunder Riff loved the book. Um, of course, this is a, a continuation of that series. Uh, I really liked this book. I think even better than uh, Thunder Rift. Um, just the whole setting, the different planet, um, their you know the crash landing and and in the jungle and. Just the whole synopsis um, was more interesting to me. Uh, it had I, it's pretty safe to say more action, I believe. Oh, yeah, um, much more. Yes. Yeah, and and kind of the commando guerrilla style action, and um, it was just overall. I mean, if you liked Decision at Thunder Rift, you're gonna for sure like Mercenary Star, and um, probably. I mean, uh, this will probably be other people's standout scene too. Maybe, maybe not, but. You know when he when he gets in the Marauder and has to throw off the hatch before he gets blown to shit. That was a pretty intense scene. Um, so that one stands out the most. I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite. There was a lot of parts in that book that I really liked, but uh, that has just always stood out. I mean, I remember that from when I first read the book a long time ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, it definitely was a powerful scene, and that was actually at the end of the novel. For those who who maybe haven't read or won't read. Um, the novel was actually pretty interesting how it turned out. Basically, it was a, um, as military say, it was a total clusterfuck from the from the beginning. They literally get shot out of the you know sky space basically, crash well, speaking land. Speaking of which, I believe this is the first instance of like really hardcore arrow fighter combat we see in the novels. Is that right? Yeah, and and it's straight up just vicious. Um, <laughs> it's cool. Oh, yeah. it, and, and you know it, it's. It, 
it sets the, the, the tone of the novel very, very well because at the very start, Grayson has to make a decision to leave both of, or leave one of his aerospace pilots basically, um, you know, burning into atmosphere. He's alive, by the way. Um, but the other aerospace pilot um, stays by his side and whether, you know, it's her, it's her lover and she basically, you know, burns alive and so she shoots him and stuff. And it sets the tone right off the bat of things are not going well. And obviously we can sit here and talk about the whole novel, but I would say my favorite part um, about the book um, would be what Darren was actually saying. Um, see. But not at that point in time, not at the end. Mine was actually um, when Grayson decides to disobey the the local the you know the the council's orders and goes and helps the rebels um, and they're like 15 kilometers away or something getting basically just annihilated and you know the commander at the time is totally not in his element and whatnot and Grayson and, and his you know the mechors are basically like you know we got them into this. It is our war. It is our fight right now. And those are our troops out there. Even, even though they've only been there for like a little while that, you know, it's one that, of those things. That was one of those pump you up scenes. Yeah. I told you, it's like, fuck yeah. You know, you want them to get out there and kick ass and he does. Yeah. And so they bust in there and freaking get, um, get most of their guys out. But you know, the, the commander basically sacrifices. And this is one thing, uh, turns on his, his spotlight, uh, in his Warhammer. And, uh, you know, obviously gives him in the novels, gives him better visibility and stuff. And but in reverse, it makes him a big ass target. And so, uh, you know, pretty much goes down fighting. Um, Brandon, uh, you know, Greg, do you have anything to add as far as the, the novel? You like it, you hate it, you'd read it again or have read it again or. Um, I've liked it for the most part. Um, I think probably the. The worst part of it for me was Grayson's dialogue, especially early on. Uh, you know, as much as I like <laughs> Grayson, I really wanted to slap him around a couple times. Um, like the what, action scenes. What were part? Or are you uh, when in he general? was talking with Lori in the uh, jump ship, I think they were at that point. Uh, not quite in the drop ship, but uh, Lori's having these uh, these fears about mech piloting after the events in Thunder Rift and. He just has the the social grace and uh, the nuance of dialogue. Hold like on, are rock. you saying him being a man, he was totally oblivious to a woman's feelings? <laughs> Hold on, is that what you're saying? Because I think that's what you're saying. I'm saying that it was. So he would have handled it a lot better. As oh, a man is completely oblivious to a woman's feelings. Gotcha, gotcha. I like stated. It, it felt like like generic male protagonist and not really the more robust character that you would like to see out of your main dude well, especially in a novel series like this have but you seen the original cover later. Hmm? have you seen the original cover for the uh oh, for the and if you haven't here it is guys take, <laughs> a, look at that. <laughs> take a look at this. it is so cheesy 70 80s looking that i mean you know they weren't really creating robust sci-fi characters back then i think well, no, I mean, well, it wasn't Thunder Rift, I thought, for the most part. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was a it was a weird time because they just got back, obviously, from this, uh, almost from, you know, him stepping up to this this role, and 
him really not knowing I, I don't think he was even comfortable in that role for you know for the you know for the most part he hasn't he hadn't solidified into being um the commander of the the greatest legion um and then not to mention here's his second in command who's basically in love with him but you know he can't focus on that because he's worried about not getting the rest of his guys killed but uh yeah take a look at that picture let me tell you uh, just check it out sarna.net uh wow that's that's some that's some art right there I but yeah again the, an old movie poster i know it's like the early uh star wars with luke skywalker and his messy blonde hair oh never mind never mind. <laughs> from new york exactly some some b movie so but overall great book um great combat scenes uh you know very descriptive or at least my imagination made it very descriptive i you know i can still picture the whole planet and uh everything in my mind's eye um i really enjoyed the book it was it was a good uh second book to the series of the gray death legion and most definitely, and I think the, the the thing that set it apart from um, at least Decision of Thunder Rift was definitely the terrain. I mean, here you are, you're thrown on a jungle planet. You know, it's it guerrilla warfare, rebels, everything. It worked in their favor, and it really, really shown. Um, you know, for the anti mech infantry training that basically the Great Death Legion was known for, and there you have it. So, and uh, Adam Gratonimus, yes, we are that old. Anyways, all right, guys, so that was the book of the month discussion, wrapping up Mercenary Star. Obviously, you know what's coming next. We'll have it on our website. Go ahead, check it out, get it ready, download it, the ebook, uh, Nook, whatever, Kindle Fire, or just go and get it like Amazon. I, I don't know about you, but I like having my books here. But um, we're going to move on to the new segment, which we actually found out most people actually really enjoyed, and that was Mech of the Week. It's not just filler. This is the real deal. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. Yes, I, Mech. Do, is, there, is there like a conspiracy here? Because me and Darren were like, post your stuff. We're going to pick a Mech for Mech of the Week. And I picked the damn Dervish. And here you go. What was it? Brian, uh, a few minutes ago, like Brandon posted yeah, Derv- uh, Dervish? People made a thread uh, saying what speculations for Mech Warrior. That, well, I should say uh, speculations on what next month's Mech release is going to be. And then Brian goes and posts that he wants the Dervish. So. And that is the damn Mech I picked like two and a half hours ago. So whatever, Brian. Now, just so everybody's me. aware, um, we definitely took into account what everybody voted for. Um, the, the winner of the votes was actually the awesome. Uh, the reason we're not going to be discussing the Awesomans as the Mech of the Week is because of something that's coming up in the podcast. So this week's Mech of the Week is the Dervish. All right. Now, for any of you guys who know anything about the tabletop, especially the original like box set that I had, had the little cardboard miniatures, you know, two-dimensional and whatnot. Um, I actually used this mech quite a bit. It was one of those like evil medium mechs that, if you tried to engage it at long range, it, at least with the um, the six M variant, basically tore you apart with LRM tens. And then as it moved in, it basically tore you another asshole. If you know your other one wasn't big enough with the two medium lasers, and then it got close range, two medium lasers, two SRM twos. Uh, ouch! And it was for me, and not only that, I, I'm pretty sure it had jump jets as well. So. Mobile? Yes, it did. It had uh, Swingline X1000s, to be exact. 
Ooh, man, those things are those things are sexy. <laughs> Just saying. M- much uh, better than the X nine hundreds. So, if you follow the the lore, obviously it's uh, the Lyran Commonwealth. Um, it was commissioned um, eighty six point four kph, pretty decent speed. Um, obviously, faster than your some of your heavier's, especially the the inner sphere ones. Um, and its competitor, though, was what's considered the Trebuchet. Now, the Trebuchet is another sort of missile-bound mech. Um, it was more sort of like the medium version of the Catapult, basically. And so this was its, uh, the, I guess, the the design to thwart the Trebuchet in that uh, weight class. Um, like I said, I've actually used it in the tabletop. So if none of you guys have, I would definitely check it out, especially if you're going for that time frame. There's a ton of do, new variants, upgrades, and whatnot that upgrade the, the mech. But um, Yeah, what I is a time frame? This was introduced in 2520, so an early mech for sure. So why would you have taken the trebuchet over it? Uh, if I recall correctly, trebuchet has larger launchers. Yeah, two LRM-15s and three air mediums. Yeah, yeah I... If I'm taking Three fire medium. support Sorry, mech, I'd like to make it stronger in that role and have it be less of a... Uh, I don't want to say that the Dervish is a jack-of-all-trades, but it's it's more mobile, has an extra medium laser at the expense of the LRMs. If I'm going to hold a mech at LRM range, I want it to be able to really deliver at that range. So if I had to pick of the two of them, I would go with the one with the larger missile base. Well, it depends. If you need to be mobile, be able to have jump jets, plus... The Dervish is five tons heavier. Um, yes, it doesn't have the two LRM-15s, but just that jump jets and the maneuverability to be able to get behind targets. Um, That's you your know. play style. Hey, it is my play style. Um, so, you know, to each his own. It does have three medium lasers, but that Dervish gets in with those SRM-2s. I mean, get your ass goodbye. So. And it also has five standard variants, uh, as well as, I think, a custom variant or two. Um, definitely an interesting mech and one that I would love to see some, uh, some new artwork done of. No, no, not, it, it, it needs, it's, it's a must. That so badly, huh? Be, it, <laughs> yes. FD, do your magic mech sex voodoo shit, whatever you do, man. Um, Paul's teasing about that shit right now in the audience. What is Paul doing? Oh yeah. And by the way, Paul, yes, that's Paul, the developer, Troll, la la la, you know that guy. Yeah, he's here. He's saying he's got the list of uh, the upcoming mechs that are going to be released, and and of course, not saying a word. Yeah. Anyways, so anyways, that was your mech of the week, guys. Again, we'll have a vote poll thing up. Um, obviously, we didn't take the first one, the winner, because we'll be talking about something in the near future. So we're going to move on to the MechWare Online segment of the show, and we've got a inside gaming interview with Russ, and basically um, something that s- people might not have noticed. I mean, we knew they said something about beta, um, and this is what, at 2.53 of this interview, um, Russ basically says, close beta, family and friends next month. Now, I have a question for Paul. Paul, are we your friends? You're probably his friends. I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he said yes, he, except he, for he you. Are, yeah, he already knew. So I, I already called him out because he, he's already <laughs> afraid. So it's it's cool. I understand. I'll wait. So 
Um, but yeah, so family and friends. Um, Closed beta then, coming soon. Yeah, open beta this summer. So, you know, um, yeah, anyways, Darren asked, I didn't. And then we also have uh, a few, <laughs> what was that, Darren? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, 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 Agus are, are, are banned because of his SIG and because Paul doesn't want to die in a ball of fire. <laughs> um, so we've had a few more interviews. <laughs> Paul's not like Oh, him. my. <laughs> oh, my. We had a few more interviews, electric playground interview with PGI, um, the offices. There was some interesting things in the background and some of the concept art that people were starting to pick out. I mean, obviously, you could tell which mechs had already been seen and released, but some of the speculation was the Awesome, Orion, Assassin, and Zeus. Now, we could sit there and try to pick and play. I'm going to hope it's the Assassin, to be honest. Um, it's I don't think we've seen it since MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. It's a evil mech, medium mech, very, very... It, it better be with that heads. name, huh? Yeah, and then not to mention um, the Zeus as well. I would like to see the Zeus redone. That that needs love. What, what would we not want to see redone by FD? Mm. Exactly my point. The Centurion currently. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, um, also, there's something that was said that there's possibly a secret mech base. Now, the speculation is, Brandon, that that was the name of the map, possibly? Yes. Uh, on one of the walls, there was a bunch of concept art. It wasn't so much schematics as it was actual like full-fledged concept art. But one of the things we noticed was that one of the art pieces was the same map, uh, secret secret forest or forest base or whatever was there from the GDC um, section. So we noticed that one of the pieces, the uh, artwork uh, had a name title card of secret mech base. So possibly name of a map in the future. Secret mech base. Would that be like the bat cave? I mean, is it hidden? I was going to say that's, that's creative. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, surprise Greg didn't. Intertwine in there. All right. Um, what were you expecting? Like, a mech cave. <laughs> I don't know. Something would you. Thank you. Where were you, Goose? Jeez. All right. So today, um, I got home from work, got off early, got done with my training, uh, all that fun stuff. Got home today, got on and looked, and there it was. So, what was your guys? Oh, oh, yeah. Should I should I announce for those who may not know? Should I, should well, I, when I woke up this morning, my uh, cell phone was blinking, and I had emails on there, and it was from listeners saying that uh, we should make the mech of the week be the awesome because that is the release mech today. It was eleven thirty. What weren't you doing up? I mean, I called. <laughs> you never returned my phone calls. Well, I mean, I was reading. I was reading listener emails first. I, I you know, I got to prioritize. Yeah, whatever. Phil's just right. really clingy. So, anyways, um, the awesome. What did you guys think? Your your first like reaction, gut reaction, Loved Craig. It. Loved it. And I'll tell you why. In a lot of battle mech games, particularly BattleTech Solaris. Uh, like the first BattleTech MMO, I think that was put out there. I really loved. Wait, you talking in the late '90s? Yeah, 
You played that? Oh, yeah. Right on. I was like 11 or something at the time. It was my first online game. And I racked up like $100 phone bills to play that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they charge you by the minute. Good old AOL. Um, I love it because the weapons loadout is great. The armor loadout is great. It's a big lumbering monster. But when I got away from Solaris and it got into the actual uh, games where they actually had, you know, unique graphics for each individual mech... <laughs> Uh, I really did not like how the awesome looked. It was too too broad and wide. It looked like it was just asking to die. But I think this new awesome is sleeker, more uh, combat, compact and tank-like, and I could easily see myself flying it. Hold on. Is it is it more awesome? It is, in fact, more awesome. Okay, you cannot it, use awesome to describe the awesome. I'm just putting that out there. So I heard you like awesome, so they put awesome, put some awesome, awesome on your awesome. So, Brandon, what about you, bud? Uh, my first thoughts on it, uh, when I first saw it, I thought Traitorous Merrick's. Uh, second thought uh, that came to my mind was definitely how I really like the look of it. It looks really... Well, basically, if you look at the original awesome artwork, I found the, the shoulders really broad. I found kind of the hips area really broad as well like just too wide definitely see reduction there especially in the middle torso area and i love it absolutely love it um (laughs) my first thought was i want to punch something with that uh left fist i mean do you see how balled up and and a weapon i mean it looks like it could be a a freaking devastating club looks like one of those like giant like metal crushing things that picks up metal and it's like ah uh, you know the cars uh. it's, it does that too at the same time it makes it yeah i mean it's you know it's fd's work and his stuff always looks good um i was commenting to you earlier that uh while the concept art of course looks great uh what it looks like in game is even better you know when i saw the the hunchback and the atlas live um the, the whole 3d environment really brings the mech out it fleshes it out and uh so i think it's gonna it's gonna look great on in the game um and you know it's it's really one of those kind of more simplified mechs it's you know it's got it's three ppcs and and what's the other laser small, small. yeah so i mean it's just kind of this basic um, gonna fuck you up type mech, and and that's the way it looks. Well, it's a very specialized mech. It's all energy based. Now the other variants of it actually have missiles and stuff like that. The one thing that caught my attention right off the bat was, wow, it holds the original look of it, but it doesn't look as, you know, like that. To me, honestly, guys, it looked like crap. <laughs> The original TRO art looked horrible. I was never happy with it. I always felt it was just this big, big target that would just get torn apart because it can't even run away. I mean, and hands down, I mean, he's, he's done it again. Uh, we see the sort of recessed armored cockpit inside the sort of torso again. That You've got the shoulder armored, like, um, I don't know. What, what are those things called? Uh, shoulder pads are from the uh, 80s. Yeah. Like cauldrons, yeah, you know, and uh, the the one thing that that I think I'm taking out of this is I can already see it sort of running, you know, like, 
I saw the atlas. I saw how it's moved. I can see that left arm actually swaying back and forth already and bobbing up and down. And the, like, it just, uh, I, I love it. Uh, I think he's taken a design that really, really needed a mechanical turnaround and fixed, to be honest. And love the cockpit. You know, again, it's it's not like this big uh, gaping hole to, to blast or whatever. It's, uh, it's a combat uh, vehicle. Also, another thing I... Another thing I just noticed um, that's present on all versions of the Awesome, except for this one, no satellite dish on the top. Yes, thank God. It's more like a sensor on top. How's he going to watch uh, HBO or Showtime, though, you know? How am I going to pretend like my small laser is a Death Star beam and it comes out from the little radar dish? (laughs) What do you think that is on the top, though? I don't know. The one above the cockpit looks a lot like a small laser. Like it would be something like that. The one I think it's just sensors. back looks almost like a microphone boom, to be honest. <laughs> All right, I like guys, the laser good. barrel. It's a lot better. And the PPCs look very menacing. Yes, they They're do. not like the ridiculous little cone-shaped things. They actually look they're proper cannons. So, oh, I can't wait to things... fly that. I'll fly it, ride it, excuse me. <laughs> no, you're gonna you're gonna fly. Of course, I have. <laughs> I might fly. If there's a way to strap jump sets on it. All right, guys. Can you imagine. <laughs> you Phil, are you trying to segue here or what? I'm trying. We gotta focus. <laughs> Damn it! Bring us back to point. Yes. One of our uh, listeners, uh, Alan, he goes by Jack Daniels, uh, discovered something that we actually didn't uh, see. And Darren, um, I know I got on TS3, and you mentioned this. Um, the Mechware Online crew actually gave us shout-outs at GDC in interviews, actually. It was more than, like, one, two. Um, and, Obviously, you know, the uh, the hundreds I stuck in their pocket paid off. See, you know, it works. All that, you know, donations, um, which was really cool. So, again, uh, appreciate uh, the... I would say the coolest thing out of all this isn't what we're doing, but what they're doing for the community, so again, you know, great job out there, the community. You guys are, you know, helping us uh, tremendously, and of course, through the devs and all the interaction we're we're getting. So, again, thank you guys for helping us out. So I just wanted to point that out that yeah, we did have. Thanks some for the uh, shout out and and uh, thanks for the the great treatment while I was there. I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed meeting everybody from uh, from Whatever, both. You got to here while we sat at home. Screw you. Okay. <laughs> and hooked her some beer. I mean, what? It right, was guys, San Francisco. Be... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you wear gloves <laughs> and a mop suit? I'll send you pictures. <laughs> uh, all right. An interesting forum post by the staff. We got actually quite a bit, um, so we're just going to run through them and talk about what needs to be talked about and just mention stuff. Uh, we've got Brian on Twitter, which, by the way, Twitter is especially with Paul's like troll fest 101. Um, he says, I love it when at Piranha games, the dev team ninjas in a feature for MechWarrior free to play. Um, hello, jump jets. Nice to meet you. And how about some death from above? So just going to throw that out there. We know they were going to implement a few melee options, but we didn't really know what else. So isn't that kind of, um, similar to the strafing topic i mean death from above okay they've already said you're gonna take damage if you fall right yeah okay so i mean maybe that's just built in you know like 
you hit well, something and damage is going to happen? No, I, you know, you hit your jump shots and you land on their face. I mean, I think, you know, they're just, they haven't stated that there will be DFAs, but clearly... I will find a way to sit on your face. And not Watch what will happen. You'll, you'll jump on a mech and you'll bounce off it like a trampoline. That's their way of avoiding DFAs. Uh, another one we've got from Brian, and he says, players can't create servers with specific conditions. Now, there's a lot of discussion going on in the thread, but basically there'll be, uh, they're looking at possibilities of making sort of like lobbies to try to benefit um, all this that they're talking about. So as far as the post and what goes on, as soon as they know or post something that's interest, we'll, we'll catch that and we'll, we'll talk about it next uh, next week. So... Obviously, they're they're going through some cycles here and looking at what the best option is. So, if any everyone remembers Microsoft Zone, maybe something like that. We've got um, Paul translates or what? Like, basically, Brandon Solis. He says Paul says uh, something about Phil from NGNG.com. Cast will be nullified. Uh, should mm-hmm. I be concerned? At that moment in the background, we hear the doors being kicked in in PK's house, and everyone storms through. And... <laughs> Clear. Uh, you know, shouldn't it be like, you know, the Borg, you, you will be assimilated or something like that? I don't know. So it makes me feel good knowing that you think about me when you don't have to, Paul. Or does that concern me? I don't know. Teach his own. It's whatever. All right, so we've got uh, Brian again. He says, screenshots and videos are worth more than gold. More will be coming soon. There is a master world domination scratched out. We don't know what you're talking about. Marketing plan. So, you know, uh, stay tuned. Obviously, they'll be bringing up more. And um, I want to see the Centurion in action. Can, can you guys do that for me? Centurion. Yeah. Catapult working together. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Mando. another thing as well. I mean, we just recently found out about the catapult being put in the game for the first time. So... Speaking of the catapult, uh, that was an awesome uh, repaint or whatever that you showed me earlier. Sexy looking catapult. Oh yeah, I don't know if any of you guys saw that, but uh, it. Let me let me see. Let me see if I can find that one second. Um, go ahead, go ahead, and talk while I go and search. Well, it was uh, what was the what was the house? Uh, Draconis Command. Yes, it was a beautiful uh, black and red catapult. Uh, just looked amazing. Looked very badass me i wanted to be piloting it right now no waiting are you looking for the link to uh post it to our... I, I am looking for the link yeah major wolf is right as well i was looking through it as well uh there's a federated sons atlas done in the exact same way which is pretty nice <laughs> okay here it is guys if you if you hadn't seen it i thought it looked <laughs> wow yeah that's sexy that's sex uh... on legs so for all you uh, snakes out there, fucking sexy. Uh, it's basically a black and red catapult with the, the combined dragon in the back and all this. Um, again, you can check all this stuff out at the MechWare Online forums under the fan art and repaints um, of the concept art. Um, again, uh, it's not just Hayden and Ironhawk. It's, they spawn like a whole other like, movement going on in there. That thing looks sexy. So... Yeah, everybody should check that out because they're really doing some amazing work and it's getting me excited. It's getting Phil even more excited. Um, but it's just some great stuff. I mean, this I haven't seen so much uh, community 
um, interaction in a long time. All right, we're moving on to the next. We've got Brian. Matchmaking will help with balancing teams, tonnage, and BV, etc. We haven't revealed the full formula as we are still trying to tune and test the best way to handle it. So obviously they're working with the matchmaking. The reason why this gets brought up all the time is because it is a free-to-play game, and a lot of people have concerns of other free-to-play games like World of Tanks and League of Legends and all that. Um, and because it is mechware and you're dealing with different weight classes, you don't want that you know, introduction of an asset and it never be used. And so, you know, like they said, scouts, uh, light mechs, scout mechs, scouting, uh, commander, all that, they want everything to be used. And so, you know, um, more power to them and, uh, put in as much time needed. And hopefully that the betas coming up will definitely help with the balancing issues as well. Um, the last one we've got obviously was Brian, afterwards saying mech nine possibly the dervish definitely the dervish or something and um something about brandon was talking trolling away from taking taking is 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 brian trying to be the new uh top troll Ooh, that sounds like like uh go ahead like you brian don't don't go down that dark dark corridor just just don't do that he's been hanging out with that paul kid too much bad influence I'm telling you, man, they'll get you in trouble every time, you know? All right, guys, community questions this week. We got Deathshade, um, and he asks, will MWO have an anti-cheat system? A history of war games has been uh, has units that receive no damage or little damage with memory hacks. What kind of protection will be in place uh, from mech configs and all that? Obviously, I, we have no idea. Um but what kind of concerns have you guys ran into cheats recently in in even uh, big games? Uh, like, okay, so obviously you know I play World of Tanks a lot. Um, there seems to be like, okay, in every game when people get destroyed too quickly, uh, there's a there's a good chunk of people that just love to call out hacks. Uh, you're obviously hacking if you can beat me that easily. Um, how much of that is true, I don't know. But from what I know, there are some hacks available uh, to those in the know for World of Tanks. Also, uh, recently, there's been uh, botting. So you'll like you'll you'll enter a match, and there'll be a tank that kind of moves a little bit on cap and shoots and moves a little bit more, and you know, totally just random, not shooting at anything in particular. And so there's kind of been a rash of bots, um, or that just may be uh, Phil playing. And that's his skill level. But um, as far Whatever, as I, I dominate, oh. yo. What do you, look at your stats, look at mine, and I haven't even played. Yes, like shut up. I got to make myself oh, feel better. Snap. You guys oh, were the ones snap. wanting me to come back to the game. Remember that. Yeah, yes, I yes. said it. Look up my stats. Go do it. Do it now. Uh, nobody knows your name in there, and that's fine. So, but yeah, I think there are still issues. I mean, it's that that's kind of like um, an ongoing war as the non the anti. Uh, cheating technology gets better then the cheating technology gets better and it keeps going back and forth back and forth so we're, we're seeing issues in world of tanks um i know i've seen cheating in um gosh bad company uh, too that's actually why i stopped playing it i haven't seen anything in battlefield 3 but we all know that it, it's already rampant well what about I that know. one guy that had like 73 kills and no deaths i mean we were 
We were assuming you. Know, I mean, but on the flip side, me and you or me and Alex will be in, I'll be in the tank and I'll, I'll go hell. I mean, Alex, uh, if he's there, I think I had what, 50, 60 kills and no deaths. But yet again, he was my um, repair guy and we were using actual like <laughs> military tactics and I was treating it like, you know, but my guess is that with me though. Yeah, my guess is that any game is going to have its cheats. Um, you know, the, the anti-cheating uh, systems that are implemented, I think, keeps keep it way down. The average person is not going to be able to figure it out. But there's people out there that are just smart enough to figure out how to uh, fuck with games. And so there will always be some element of that in there. Uh, it'd be nice to see, you know, a first ever game with no cheats. But uh, as far as I know, I haven't seen it yet. One of the things... Um... If I can wage in here for a minute. Uh, with the anti-cheat system, it's like Darren said. No matter which game you play, there's always going to be someone, or at least someone trying to hack or cheat or some sort of way. But one of the things I found when I was playing... Um, what game is it here? Give me a second. When I was playing Combat Arms was that we... Basically, the community came together and said, we're going to complete, uh, complete a list of all the people who we have caught cheating, hacking, glitching, anything like that, along with evidence to support it. And it, we created basically a community ban list, uh, a tool that people can go to if they're hosting a game or if they're in a game, look up the person's name, see if they are convicted in previous uh, hacks, gl- glitches, that sort of thing. And then you could judge, basically, do you still want them in your game? Like if there's a boot option, you can just boot them out or... That sort of thing. Is that kind of like uh, the sex offender map where you can type in your address and you can see where all the sex... You can also see all the game cheaters? Yeah, man. Totally the same thing. If it's not, it's I can't. I can't believe there's so many game cheaters living in my neighborhood. This is scary. <laughs> they have to go door to door. It's all the hairy six foot two guys. Six foot two and a half. Thank you very much. Oh, my bad. It's because you were wearing Nikes instead of... Okay, anyways. All right, guys, my high heels. Moving on. <laughs> Timber John, um, he asked, where are the PPCs in Goss? Will they perhaps be dumbed down in impact and instant damage? Lasers are now DOT. ACs appear to pack the punch we expect. But I would think that an instant damage Goss and PPC would maybe be too instant damage, you know, like too many instant damage weapons. Um, Well, first off, we haven't seen any PPCs or Goss. Um, But We've got the awesome now, so we we at least know we have one mech that has PPCs. I we don't also, think. Uh, just I know Garth has mentioned that the sound of a Goss rifle going by your cockpit sounds amazing. So, <laughs> well, I don't think it'll be a problem. I mean, the, all weapons pretty much are. You you talking about an airball, like somebody shooting but missing? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I don't, I don't think the damage will be dumbed down. Instant damage. All, all weapons, for the most part, are instant. I mean, they hit you, they do damage. I mean, right? Am I, I missing so. anything? Uh, nerf guns. Totally no damage when you get hit. So, I'm not really... I'm not, I guess, uh, Timber, I'm just... Uh, maybe I don't understand the, the Perhaps he's talking there. about um, kind of... No, no travel time. That's all going to be from point A to point B instantly. So as soon as your crosshairs line up, instant hit. Whereas, like if you think back in Living Legends, um, 
think of the long tom. You have to kind of aim it ahead of the mech because of the lob and the travel time. Well, even the AC-20s. I mean, I have a problem with the AC-20s because of, you know, you're having to time it correctly. Um, and from what I saw, I mean, the the weapons with ammo, you you got to – I don't think there's going to be an issue with it. Well, if I remember correctly – um, well, just, just remember one thing. You don't want to recreate a Met Commander 1 PPC effect, right? I mean, you know, following targets or whatever. What, you don't want to trail a PPC coming after you even after you jumped away? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So weapons are going to have a, you know, the, the travel distance, actual speed of the projectile, their speed. Remember, Gauss rifles are basically a freaking railgun. It's supposed to be, like, supersonic. You're, you're not going to really escape it. Watermelon-sized um, bullets. <laughs> you know, uh, nickel iron. Uh, now, maybe they should go... <laughs> yeah, let's go back to the MechWarrior 2 PPCs. You remember, guys, the, the blue balls of death coming at you? Fields oh, of blue gosh. balls. That sounds like uh, high school. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Ironically. Bad times for 90% of our audience. <laughs> So uh, yeah, let's let's find out, Timber. Uh, if maybe maybe some more info, uh, another question, um, definitely, so we can talk about that in depth. Because I feel like that we just don't have enough info. So we've got um, uh, Fallon Sky, and he asks, I want to ask, will there be more dynamic range for the mechs if you fire a PPC or a Goss and its range is 800? So after they hit 800, does it magically disappear? And not hit the guy sitting in the cockpit of a light mech that is 801 meters away. So I think they've already cleared this up in a post. I think they've already said that that um, rounds will actually go farther. You just yeah, have that was, to. That was this month's actual yeah, right? uh, information packet we got. Yeah, and you could basically lob rounds. Almost like artillery, you know, but... Um, you know how many times I've done that in World of Tanks? I'll be aiming at a tank, the only one that I can see. There's one just out of my range, so therefore I can't see it. I miss the tank I'm aiming for, and then discover a few seconds later I actually hit one behind it that I couldn't see. So I think, yeah, the game mechanics are there for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of a given. Now, uh, I guess the concern would be lasers. In the novels and in the actual tech manual, it, it clearly states that Weapons go further than their effective range. It's just uh, weapons, energy weapons diminish as far as the damage amount. And obviously the accuracy when you get out that far is, you know... Um, Diminished? Well, no, it's just... Lessened? You know, it's just like any ballistics. If you have a slight variance in like a centimeter at a foot at a mile, that centimeter is turned into, you know... <laughs> meters of variances where that round could be so uh well not all of us can uh headshot at two miles like you i do work no not really all right so we've got narco man weird name but okay and he says do you think that lone wolfing is going to be a negative or positive for overall playing at mwo um this is the first persistent beside multiplayer battletech 3025 um, kind of IS map will be playing on, so I think there won't be the same flood of leagues and blah 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 that came with MW3 and stuff. I think um, we've covered this previously, but we haven't talked about it in a while. Um, the lone wolf idea to be able to hop on and still 
make a difference, I guess, in what's going on. Well, and have a good gaming experience. I think that's probably the most important thing, uh, whether you're making a huge impact in the persistent universe or not. Um, Lone wolves want to know that they're going to be able to log on and have fun still. And by the way, Narcoman is somebody who sent us a very detailed uh, email with lots of uh, feedback, positive and negative. So I want to thank him for that, despite uh, what you consider a weird name. It is a weird name, but it's okay. Whatever, Schlang. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think from everything we've gathered so far, um, the Lone Wolf is going to be able to enjoy the game as well. Well, you know, and it is convenient to be able to hop on, make a difference, or at least interact somehow and have an impact, whether that's small, large, or, you know, anything like that. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll find out more. We'll, you know, obviously as the game uh, develops and beta play and all that fun stuff. So we're going to be moving on to our next um, subject matter: MechWare Tactics. First off, if you do not know, go there right now. The forums are online. Sign up. It is actually different than your registered name, which I didn't quite understand why they did that. But to each his own. Uh, MechWare Tactics. Um, they also have a um, interview with Electric Playground, um, Playground again. Watch it. Here's some of the key features we took out of it. Lance versus Lance. Asynchronous gameplay. You shoot, I shoot. But obviously, as you guys know, just like the tabletop, you go through your rounds of targeting, weapons, movement, and all that. But then, if you haven't seen the videos, well, you're about to, um, there's a sequence that actually renders all of what you just did out in a cinematic, uh, you know, like, right there in front of your eyes and then not to mention just that every round you guys go through at the very end of the match it plays the entire thing out that is fucking awesome yeah it's like a cinematic and it was i mean it's it's so cool uh that they did it this way and i and i believe i mentioned also before when you're at the very end of the the uh the game when all is said and done you can actually go back and watch the entire cinematic from beginning to end with no pauses it's all stitched together so it's like just one uh giant battle and it is beautiful um but for those of you who don't know electric playground you can go to their website electplay.com that's e-l-e-c play.com and uh look for the tactics interview it is pretty awesome um go ahead Actually, one of the things, speaking of the whole camera thing and everything like that, uh, being able to watch the replay in the close-up combat sort of view, do you know what I want to see? I want to make a challenge right now. Um, When when the game comes out, recreate one of the battles from the novels, and then use the CG recorder and put on YouTube. That I'm sure we're going to see that. Um, it would I would be surprised if they don't have some way to uh, you know like World of Tanks now every match you can go and you can watch replay you can move around and and view it from different angles uh, despite what angle you were looking f- uh, at in the game and I know a lot of other games have done this um, but uh, hopefully we can see something like that in this game um, I just want to make a comment Phil you just posted a link to somebody already has done uh, artwork on this awesome and i have yes. to say the artwork is awesome it was by o gilpins yes o gilpin he did a template for the awesome and iron hawk actually just did um the seventh crucius lancers um uh paint scheme on it already uh so you're already seeing the community is already going at it i love this uh 
community uh, aspect, how, you know, there's so many people, uh, more than I think we realize, that are just so into this and waiting and excited and uh, taking part in, you know, either the, the, the threads or the artwork or uh, logos and everything. It's just, man, good time. Good time to be a mech warrior. Yes, very, very cool. And one of the, the last love- things with the uh, mech warrior tactics is from the, the booster packs. Playground. Booster packs. Um, in-game currency or real currency. And, and if you didn't play the card game, they actually used booster packs. It was it, it was this sort of weird system. Um, not weird, but it was different. Very well, it's fun. pretty common now. If you play Magic the Gathering yeah. or I mean, uh, even Mass Effect 3. I'm sorry, Catra, uh, I'll let you go after this. I know I talk over you. Um, uh, Mass Effect 3 is kind of a similar system where you get uh, in-game booster packs, so to speak, uh, digital card decks. Well, when um, it first came out, it was it was different, at least for me, because I'd never really played with the the card game or anything like that. So, it's definitely right. it's cool. Catra, um, uh, these just a reminder that these booster packs are actually called stacks, and we really don't know anything other than they're going to be available for in-game currency and real currency. Right, yeah, guys. basically, um, what it, from. What I gathered from them at uh, GDC is that, you know, you can, with real currency, you can just get more faster. It's not a, a pay-to-win, again, but um, it's just cutting down time for those who don't have all day, every day to play this shit. Well, and the cool thing with Tactics, they've already stated, that you can play multiple matches, pause it at any time, come back and play it later with your buddies. So. Oh, dude, I anticipate that I'll be having multiple games going at all times with, you know, everybody. Multiple dudes. I mean, um, the the past two years, when we've been playing Mega Mech and, and MWLL, and, and we'll go and sit down and we'll play at the tabletop, um, we've stated, man, God, it'd be great if this was just three-dimensional and we could just see missiles and laser. I mean... But, and here these guys are. They're turning around and doing exactly it. So What else do we wish for? I mean, our wishes keep coming true. Um, <laughs> well, that's that. we'll keep that for another episode. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, nothing new from MechWare Tactical Command, but again, we'd like to say thank uh, Persona Studios uh, for giving us an opportunity to have them on the show. Obviously, as, as more development comes out of that, we'll let you guys know. Actually, we- and... and uh, yeah, I mean, our, our guest next week will be hopefully talking about them, so we will have some news soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Solaris Assault Tech. Um, we've actually been in talks in the background, uh, and we'll let you guys know, and they'll actually be on the show as soon as they can. Some very, very cool developments with these guys, um, obviously with the pods and what they're doing. Um, but they're, they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, obviously legality they just can't talk about it right now but we'll have them on here as soon as possible so you know keep keep it up and for all of you um battletech and mechware fans it is it is a great freaking year to be a battletech fan just hands down um whether you're if you've only played mechware you've never played battletech you've never written in the novels guess what you're a battletech fan whether you realize it or not so so there yeah you take it dirty girl so uh you know, uh, Facebook again. Give us your feedback on Facebook, our website, the MWO forums, the M- MechWarrior Living Legend forums, MechTech forums, wherever you can find us. Let us know. But obviously, the easiest way to do is just go to nogutsnogalaxy.net. 
let us know your likes, your dislikes. and uh, You can also, if you want to give uh, negative feedback, you can call Phil directly on his uh, cell phone. The number is 555. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, God, that would be bad. Because, yeah, anyways. Um, Paul wouldn't you leave you alone. Paul doesn't already. He, he sends me death threats, obviously. It's clear death threats on the forums. I just I just don't know. It's, that's uh, that's not Paul threatening. That's Comstar. They're watching you. <laughs> Comstar, yeah. Yeah, because... PTI I don't know what you did, star. but you you're you're on the watch list. I stole the cake, man. The cake wasn't a lie. So, anyways, guys, uh, again, we'd like to thank you, the community, for uh, giving this you know this opportunity to do what we do because you know that's pretty much why we do it. We're we're, we're the nerds. Uh, we're here like you. for you, man. Yeah, and obviously uh, our staff members were and in women the background. Yeah, and women. Because by the way, we had two women on here last night. Like well, a, you know what? Oh let, let me tell you, the the female gaming community is booming. Uh, huge number of uh, ladies, young and uh, well, ladies uh, at GDC. Lots and lots of them. Uh, they represented. Oh. So I didn't want to say old women. So um, whoa, whoa, whoa. we have yes. two women in our presence right now. Yes, I feel I feel honored. This is this is not like the '80s when it was only uh, mostly guys. Uh, games are now the domain of women as well, and so I'm foreseeing lots of uh, female battle uh, battle mech uh, mech warriors in MWO, which is going to be cool. Um, you know, we need we need Natasha a woman's touch. Karinsky and it's funny. hell yeah. It's all funny games. So she kicks your ass. Just saying. All right, guys, this has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast and show. It's been great. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. This is Greg. Until next time, MechWares. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin. But there is more within Maybe I can be closer now But I don't know how Please don't marry Move my metal skin My metal skin My metal skin And the wires with Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever